Hi, this is Ansu Cisse with Real Game brought to you by Basketball Psychology, the show that brings basketball and other sports to you in a way that you can easily understand. I'm here with CG and Micah, and today we have our fourth key to building a confident mindset, which is... Response to mistakes, and I'm gonna let CG take it from here. What's up, y'all boys? How y'all doing? What's up? What's up? What's up? It's good, man. It is football season. I had to, you know, I had to support my team. You feel okay, me? Okay, okay. <laughs> I got it. I gotta give me some football gear. We winning the division this year, though. Man, what's a fact? Who is we? But yeah, bring this. Eagles. No way. Building a confident mindset, it's all about how you respond to mistakes because mistakes, you know, don't happen throughout life and throughout sports, but it's all about how you respond to it. That's what really matters, and that's the true judge of your character. When you have a mistake, it's very important to have a short-term memory and, and reaction the mistake that you make because if you sit there and dwell on the mistake the mistake can overwhelm you definitely um one of the ways i feel that we could kind of relate that back to um just specific examples in basketball is just different scenarios that happen in the game um there's always going to be disappointments like smaller disappointments let's just say that you um end up making a giving up a back door or something like that and everybody's looking at you like we went over that in practice type thing and a lot of kids and um young athletes what they would tend to do is kind of sit and dwell on it here and there and we all know that when you sit and dwell on it for that long, um, it ends up affecting you more like throughout the game and just going and playing at the levels that we've played at, we understand that like the quicker that you're able to get over that hill and get those um, thoughts and, and negativity of one play that you messed up on out of your head, then the easier the game becomes for you then more things start happening for you, better things start happening for you in the game. So I feel like it really has a serious outcome on what happens in the game to make a simple statement for that. To, to further go with that, I have a personal example. So this is my first year out of four year. I'm coming straight out of junior college. So it's it's a little different for me and it's like our first kind of it's like a round robin tournament and i get in the game i get the ball late shot clock and it's like two seconds left so i just shoot i shoot a jumper and it fell a little short and we come we it's a timeout like right after and coach and when we get to the bench he's just chewing me out he's like He's like, why'd you take that shot? You should have drove it and sat me down. 
So just in that situation, I feel like as a player, there are there are many there are many emotions that that could go through your head and just just knowing that the one that you choose can impact the way that you play the rest of the game. You have to have a short-term memory because if you if you just dwell on that one mistake that you made or that or your coach taking you out, then when you get back in the game, you're gonna be thinking about that mistake instead of just playing the game the right way and helping your team win. That's a fact. That's definitely a. Fact. I can relate to that actually. Uh, this past year, when I was playing, uh, there was one of one of our games. I started the first half probably about over five, two turnovers. Coach sat out. He threw all nine yards. Half I played that much until the last, I would say, five minutes of the game. And he put me back in. And then I was just ready. I was ready to go. And I had 30 points in five minutes. And I hit the, the game with a three point shot to put us ahead. And so just the moral of that story is I could have let my first half mistakes, uh, I could have let that get to me. And instead of uh, letting that get to me, I just lock it out because it already happened. I can't change it and just focus on what I can control, which is in front of me. My mindset definitely separates good from, from. I feel like that's really key though. Like, like say say you weren't ready and then he throws you back out there at the end of that game and you still dwelling on dang I didn't play like he really sat me this whole half and just gonna throw me in there now like if you weren't ready for that moment y'all would have never had a chance you would have never and you would have never said like like in your journey right now I know you probably put that on your on your on your highlight films to show to show these pro these pro teams, and you might not have got that chance if you weren't ready mentally for that opportunity. Nah, you're you're a hundred percent correct, bro. Like I could have just just been upset, like you said, that I I didn't play, but or I could have been upset that when I was playing, I wasn't doing anything, but I just had to mentally just stay ready and stay ready for the opportunity. And when it came, I was happy to make the most of it. But yeah, uh, like we were talking about those mistakes and letting them overwhelm you. Uh, a big thing that a lot of people I feel like don't understand is that mistakes happen. Mistakes are a part of the process. In order for you to learn and to grow and to improve your game, you're gonna have to make mistakes, whether it's uh, in practice, in the game, like you're gonna have to make those mistakes. It's just all about whether or not you're able to learn from them and not make the same mistakes over and over again. To a certain extent, I feel like mistakes, ha like you say, mistakes have to be made, but good mistakes, not mistakes that you're repeatedly making that, that can cost you. I feel like mistakes that you make going hard or like, going game speed, those type of mistakes. And also just like another way to say it is like fail failure is part of success. Right. I feel like those two go hand in hand. So like 
just just knowing that, I feel like the statement that you made is just something that you have to embrace. You talking about as far as failure? Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, see, but you say embrace. I like that you say that, but if you say that to most people, they're going to hear embrace failure. Like failure is usually something that you try to steer clear of, but you can't fear it in a sense. I feel like because it, it has to happen. Like I said, just for you to improve, like you just have to learn from your, from your mistakes and from your failures. And, uh, kind of a little personal story. Just, I had been sick a few weeks back, and so I was on bed rest, wasn't able to play basketball for a little bit, probably about a week. And so I was ready to get back to the court. Like, as soon as I was able to, to be back on the court, I was on the court, and I was ready to work out and just continue getting better. But as I started working out, I could tell I wasn't the same as when I when I left before I was sick. And so... It's, it, I started to get frustrated just because I could feel different, but I had to remind myself, like, hey, you've been sick. Like, you haven't been in the gym. Like, it's okay that I'm out here making these mistakes and it feels weird and awkward. Like, this is what I'm here for. I'm going to get better when I'm here making these mistakes. So I pose a question for you. Okay, so this is a scenario. So you're – you're you're a college player and you're playing in a system that does not model your game and the coach the coach tries to like micromanage everything that you're doing so like say say he wants you like you're running you're running a triangle offense and he just wants you to be a shooter but you're more of a shot creator and when you when you're in the game, he and you try to create shots for yourself, even if you make the shots, he pulls you. And it goes on for games and then some games you don't even play because of for that reason. What what would be your response to that? Hmm. So off off initially off the rip, you said I'm getting pulled for shot creating. So it sounds like I'm going to have to take shot creating out if I'm going to stay on the court. And you say he wants me to catch and shoot, so definitely need to make sure I'm getting those reps in for my catch and shoot shots. But I just have to really be mentally strong enough to to take him pulling me out and and, play, and not playing. I can't blame it on him. Or say it's stuff that he's doing to me. I have to be able to look in the mirror and take some accountability and realize what I'm doing and what I'm not doing. And basically just keep keep working. Like, I can't sit and pout because I'm not playing. Like, what's that going to do for me? I got to keep working so I can get back to playing. So that's a good response. I feel like a bad response to that would be to just keep doing what you're doing. Like knowing that the coach doesn't like it and isn't and that it's not going to work, and the more I feel like the more that you defy, the more just because it's a coach and coaches live and die 
for the most part with their systems, especially in college. College is strictly about systems. So if you're not doing what they want in that system, then you you just hanging yourself by a noose. Like you just you leaving yourself out there to dry. It's definitely going to be difficult for you if you're not doing the things that they want you to do and the things that they asking you to do. Because most definitely they got a bunch of other people that's going to do it. I got a question. So let's say you and another teammate have a uh-huh. you and another teammate have a disagreement uh, that happens in the game. And it uh, causes, you know, just conflict. Like y'all seeing both two different sides of it, and it goes back to the timeout. Uh, what would be, what would a negative response look like between you and your teammate, and then what would a positive response look like? A negative response would be like some of the things that you see in the media that they show of, of these NBA players. A negative response would probably be to continue arguing and just maybe it may be even end up in a fight or at least an altercation where people are pushing each other and not seeing eye to eye, but a positive response being a leader would, would be to like try to come to your teammate in a respectful manner and just see eye to eye with them so that so that y'all both can go out there because y'all are out there for a reason so so that you can both go out there and be on one accord and win that game i like like what you said about one accord because i think a lot of the times the negative response happens because they're so fixated and focused on the mistake that happened that's causing them to be uh, like just com- conflict when really they should be focusing on what we need to do, which is win the game or like get this next stop, make this run, this next play, make this. Right. A lot of, a lot of players when arguments come, they get caught in that fight or flight and just put their guard up right. when, in, when the actuality it's your teammate, bro. And if, if y'all are really teammates, Everything that so everything that they're telling you isn't to hurt you. It's con- it's constructive criticism. It used to be able to dialogue that back and forth. I agree. They're just there to help you. Yeah, it's especially like they're like at the end of the day, it's like an extension of the coach. Like everybody should be able to just back and forth, and that's how it is with good teams. Everybody holds each other accountable. Right. I feel like. I was like, we're right back to that word accountability. Facts. Big, big thing. But, man, uh, that's look like that's all we got for this episode on. Uh, man, I got some some NBA news. Hey, go ahead. Man, I seen earlier today, you know that – you know that Gobert is already gone from Utah. Now Donovan Mitchell is in a got traded to the Cleveland Cavaliers. How do you feel about that? Mm. I did, in fact, see the trade as well. So I, I seen all the details. I like it for Cleveland. Uh, they get another All Star. I mean, they they already got. Darius Garland, Jared Allen. So they got some pieces over there. They can make something shake. Um, 
I think I, I need to see it before I can really comment and on it, comment on it. But what, what are your thoughts about it? I feel like it's, it was it was an okay move for Cleveland. I feel like in the as far as the future, the Jazz won that trade because Cleveland is that didn't put Cleveland in contention for a championship. It made them slightly better, but I don't I don't see them I don't really see them going anywhere with that. And Utah did get a lot back, so it could be it could be interesting. I I I I can't wait to see, till the season starts so we can actually see everything in motion. Back, see it unfold. What you think, Mike? We were talking about the the trade that happened today. Spider to the Cavs and trade for. I don't he. Do you, do you have the exact CG? Uh, yeah, it was Colin Sexton, Lori Marketing, Ochai, uh, the rookie, and then uh, some pick swaps, two pick swaps, and then three first round um, unprotected picks. So it could be a first, it could be a number one pick, and they get the pick. It's not protected, so it's automatically the Jazz's pick. Feel like they won that trade. Honestly, I feel like the Cavs are trying to make a move like right now in terms of trying to contend for a championship, and I feel like the Jazz might be trying to build for like I'll say like two or three years type thing. But if we're looking long term, I definitely want to say the Jazz. Short term, in terms of this year. I have to go with the Cavs just because they got star power. So that's my take on it, to be honest. I like that team. I like that look for for the um, Cavs, to be honest, though. How far do you think that they'll be able to kind of take it in terms of this year? I can see them being as high as like a five or six seed. Nothing higher than that, though. Because you still I, – I think I, – I think Brooklyn is going to be okay. Miami is coming back hard. The Celtics are coming back hard. The 76ers have revamped. So, like, everybody's getting better. You said Milwaukee? And Milwaukee as well. Milwaukee going to have Middleton back. He going to be healthy. So, mm. and then it'll be a toss-up because the Hawks got better as well this year. So, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I don't know. I won't. I won't push the Cavs out of there right now. I have to kind of like see them first, but I think they might have a chance to be honest. Not. I ain't gonna say in terms of like winning a ship like that. I ain't gonna throw that out there. But in terms, Cavs. I take. Yeah, Cavs and six. Cavs and six. Cavs and six. I don't know about that way. <laughs> That's a, that's a little far fetch right now, bro. So you don't, you don't think they can beat the Warriors in the series? Or they... I'm I believe Cavs. I believe that they're just trying to basically get the tallest. They're trying to get the biggest, strongest, fastest team that they can possibly get, bro. And hope and 
I like the scheme that they're taking, but it's like in terms of skill and how those guys are going to be able to play with each other is the biggest. I feel like that's the biggest answer that has to be made in a sense. That's the biggest question that has to be answered. So It's going to be interesting. Definitely. That length is definitely scary, though. Like You're going to have Donovan Mitchell at the one. He's going to be Oh, I forgot. They got um, Garland. Yeah, I like the Cavs. Garland. Yeah, I like the Cavs a lot, bro. DG is over there at point. <laughs> Would Magic say, hee hee? <laughs> hey, I like. I, I'm excited to see him play. I'm just say that much. I'm not going to go all the way there with it, but I'm excited to see them play. What y'all got in terms of um, Ben Simmons with him record, re- returning to the court expectations? I expect him to be a level defender for one. I felt like that's the thing that he brings. To hang his hat on that at the very minimum. I feel like it'll be a it'll be a good compliment. I feel like he he gonna be an elite defender. I he he was working with with my boy um was it Corver? Corver? Yeah. He was working with Corver for a little bit, so let's I, he might he might have developed the three ball if if he come out shooting forty this year. Oh forty, you <laughs> <laughs> nah, but hey, I mean, don't sleep. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna say it's impossible, but sheesh. Okay, he he can he can have a turnaround year. I'm I'm looking to see him at least take the three ball this year, but because especially in that offense, like it's a, it's a pretty free flowing offense. Yeah. Other than. Other than when Kyrie and, and KD have the ball because it's it's going up, yeah. but um, <laughs> I'm looking for Ben to, to to just be be an athlete, bro. Just be a, a all a all NBA defender and get on that rim when he can. I just I need that. Get out in transition. I need him on that rim. If he on that rim, he gonna be successful. If he not and he not being aggressive. He gonna look trash. Simple as that. Nah, that is it is as simple as that. Give or take. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what you over there doing with that ball because you can't shoot. Who that? This dude with this with these Dallas Cowgirls hoodie on. <laughs> Why you trying to play? <laughs> the Cowgirls. I know you're not talking to me. We gotta get some in. Huh? I, said, I shot forty. The ones facts. you say you shot forty this year. Facts. Oh, that's different. No, he did. That's different. He did shoot 40. <laughs> that's different. He shot forty. Hey, forty is forty. No cap. Facts. <laughs> I, ain't, I, I ain't never seen CG. He was letting them uh, fly. Yes, sir. Post. Mike. <laughs> he was, 
I was tuned in. He was letting them fly. I was like, yes, <laughs> EG. <laughs> get them up. Get them up. And once again, we appreciate all y'all for listening, all y'all for tuning in and watching. Appreciate all the support. Uh, remember, we got new episodes coming for y'all every Friday, so be sure to tune in. Uh, drop it on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, man, whatever you need, we got it. Be sure to go tell your friends, tell your barber, tell anybody that'll listen, man, tell your babysitter. But uh, once again, appreciate y'all. We'll see y'all next time. This is CG. I got Mike with me. Oh, yeah. Move up there. Move on, man. <laughs> you know what it is. Peace. Peace. One up.